Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Hey, thanks for being here tonight. It's good to worship Jesus. It's good to be in the presence of God, and it's good to be with His with the saints, with his children, amen? And uh, hey, uh, we appreciate you guys navigating this season with us and uh, being flexible with us. And uh, uh, anybody ready for a new year to start? (laughs) Anybody got uh, some stored up dreams ready for uh, 2021? Well, I, I got enough for all of us then, so... Come on, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Anybody ready for a fresh start? <laughs> Come on. Man, we serve such a good God, and thank you to the worship team. Can we just bless the worship team? <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, just uh, even in the midst of this craziness, I tell you, Dylan has had to change worship teams, it's re- just rebuild teams and teams, because People got sick, people are quarantining, this person's dropped off, this person uh, wasn't available, and just on and on and on, and uh, just done an incredible job all the way up till tonight, just leading us in, in this time, uh, just to get to worship Jesus. Come on. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you guys. <clears throat> hey, I'm not going to be up here uh, a real long time. Um, we're just, we're going to take communion together. I'm going to share a short thought. We promised you a short service tonight, but we are going to take communion together. Whenever uh, Dave wants to come back up on the keys, I could do that. Um, but I do, I do have some thoughts, and uh, what a great time to reflect on Jesus. Christmas, his birth. But how many people know that Jesus came with the end in mind? That, that Jesus was born, he, he was birthed with a purpose, he was birthed with the end in mind, how many people know that that end was our redemption? That Jesus came, he didn't just die with us in mind, he was birthed with us in mind. And what a great time just to reflect on what Jesus came and did. And the cross is is a powerful, the most powerful moment in history. And it changed everything. Can I get an amen to that? But but that wasn't actually a singular moment, but it was it was the life of Jesus in in mo- momentum towards that moment on the cross. That Jesus lived his whole life with a purpose, and you were his purpose. He had you in mind as he walked. He had you in mind as he lived a sinless life. Because his work on the cross wouldn't have been sufficient if he hadn't lived a sinless life. How many people know that the Bible says that he was tempted in all things, but without sin? Do you know, part of his motivation was to please the Father. But part of his motivation not to succumb to temptation at all, at any time, not even once, part of that motivation was you. He was born with a purpose, and you were the purpose. 
We were the purpose, that redemption. How many people know that when Jesus came, he didn't come to earth to live sinless and to die on a cross for us. He didn't do that because he was playing games. That's a good point for an amen right there. I'm just, <clears throat> just helping you out. <clears throat> if, you're, if you're not sure how to respond, amen is a good way to respond to that statement right there. Thank you, Jesus, is a good way. Come on, we love you, God. Anything that says this is getting inside, that we're reflecting on Jesus in this season. Oh. Because he was carrying purpose. He didn't come to mess around. How many people know that he was burning with purpose? And you were the purpose. He didn't come to start a club. He didn't come to start another religion. He didn't come to inspire fashion labels. He didn't come to inspire memes. Come on, he came with a greater purpose. He came to die so that you and I could be reconciled to the Father. So that we could be redeemed, that we could be forgiven of all of our sin, that we could have relationship with God again. He came with a purpose, and this is the God that we serve. And he didn't come to start a club, so I don't want to be a club president. He didn't come to play games, and he didn't come to mess around, so I don't want to play games. And I don't want to come to mess around. I want to come to worship the King of Kings. That changes everything. Oh, he changes everything. Oh, come on. This is not, listen, this is unusual season. We need to make some adjustments, but this is not close to the worst season in history. Can I get an amen to that? Come on, there's been seasons where they, they lit the Colosseum by burning Christians in torches. Come on, now that's a difficult season. That's difficult. This, this is just an opportunity to worship Jesus through an inconvenience. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm already about to get on a tangent, but I don't have time for that because this is supposed to be short. So, <clears throat> but I, I want, I want to give God my devotion. I don't, I don't want it to recoil in a season of inconvenience. I want it to expand. I want to give him more. And I asked Jesus, I said, Jesus, what should I talk about? What do you want to talk about tonight? And, you know, this is, we've got candles lit around the room a candlelight worship service. And when I asked Jesus that question, Jesus said, look at the candle. When I was praying into tonight, look at a candle. The candle, the flame, it lights quickly and it burns slowly. How many people know 
that Jesus is our fire. He's an all-consuming fire. And he, he lights quickly, but he also burns slowly. And how many people know we need both? We need, we need those moments with God where our world gets lit on fire. Get, our world gets lit up, and that passion, that explosion, that moment at the altar, that yes and amen, that song where he shakes us, those moments where he lits the wick again. We need those moments. But how many people know that our life is based on the slow burn and the deep burn, the pursuit of God? It takes years and years and years and decades to unfold. Our whole life is an adventure of exploring and pursuing him. We've seen God do so many miraculous things. So many. We, just a couple weeks ago, we had a testimony service and incredible testimonies being shared. And, and in a moment, we've seen God open blind eyes. It's really fun. I recommend you try it. Are you guys awake? Are you alive? Listen, listen, this is what Jesus does. Can I get an amen to that? He opens blind eyes. I've seen him do that. I've seen people get out of wheelchairs. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen tumors that are there the size of a softball, and then boom, they disappear. Gone. Like clothes actually just whoop. To say, that's a moment, the flame of God. But I've also seen Jesus come in the slow burn, and it's both God. I was just in worship, and I was reflecting. There was a, a, a young man. Uh, he, had, uh, he had been in the special forces in the military. He was tough. He was in his mid-late 20s when he came down with, um, with multiple sclerosis. He had MS. And he came into the healing rooms because of this diagnosis. And he got prayer the fir that first day. He got prayer. And we've seen, we've seen God do so many fire moments, so many flame moments, so many, bam, they hit the floor and they get up healed moments. But that wasn't his story. He got prayer and nothing immediate that we could see in the natural eyes happened. Nothing profoundly uh, out-of-the-box astounding that we could tell happened, but he did something, he did something powerful. He came back the next week. Look, that all alone by itself is worth an amen. He came back the next week, and we prayed again, and nothing outwardly profound happened, but he came back the next week. And we prayed again, and nothing outwardly profound happened. He came, he came 27 Saturdays in a row. He came for prayer. And at the end of 27 Saturdays, he came back with a doctor's report, clean bill of health, no MS, completely healed, completely healed, completely healed, completely healed, completely healed. Completely healed. Huh. Now, guess what? His testimony is no less profound than the person who hit the floor, bam, and got up healed. Jesus still did it. 
Now, why did Jesus do it this way on one hand and this way on another hand? I don't know. But guess what? Sometimes it's not our job to know. It's our job to trust. Someone say trust. Sometimes faith has the answer. But sometimes faith holds on until we have the answer. I don't know if we got that. We love to look, we love to look at the, the man or the woman of God. We love to look at the person with the powerful prophetic anointing. We love to look at the person with the big name on TV, whatever. We, like, oh, they always have the answer. And listen, sometimes faith has the answer. But the real test of faith is what happens when you don't have the answer in the moment. Because real faith trusts and knows that he's good, and know he's, knows he has a plan, and knows that his plan is better than ours, and his way is higher than our ways, and that he can do it however he wants to do it, knows that we're not in charge, but we're to follow his lead, knows that he can do it in one moment, bam, they get up and they're healed, yes, we praise you, but also know that he can do it over 27 times if he wants to do it that way. But he said, look at the candle. He's the flame. He's the instant. But he's also the wick. He's also the slow burn. Some, some verses that I love just about the fire and the flame of God. Exodus 3.2, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him, speaking of, of Moses, in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush, he looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. How many people love that? That's a fire moment. Like literally, God showed up as a fire in a burning bush. But how many people know that fire moment got into Moses, and over the next several years, decades, that slow burn worked itself out? Till God's people were delivered and into the promised land. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. He makes his messengers, Psalms 104, verse 4. He makes his messengers winds and his ministers a flame of fire. Somebody just say fire. Acts 2, maybe you've heard this one before. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled, somebody say filled, filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking and other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance now that that word filled right there it is actually there's an internal feeling there's also an external that word is an equipping feeling to be filled with purpose to be filled with an equipping to be filled with the ready to go and fulfill the gospel guess what they had a fire moment but that fire moment got in them and a deep burn set in A deep burn set in that worked out 
You know how many people know they came, they came out of the, the upper room speaking in other languages and 3,000 men got born again? Amen. And that's a, that's a great moment. But guess what? That deep burn set in, and over the years and decades to follow, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people got born again, and the message that went forth has never stopped. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.6, for this reason, I remind you, fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. Thank you, Jesus. And last verse, I was going to read more uh, out of Hebrews 12, but I'm just going to jump to the end. Thank you, Jesus. In verse Hebrews 12, verse 28, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship. Come on. We just had a beautiful time of worship. With reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Now this passage actually refers to, if I, could, if I had time, I would, I would read it all. But it actually refers to back in Exodus. We just talked about Moses and the burning bush. And that deep burn set in and it led to the deliverance of God's people. And in Exodus 19, they come to the mountain of the Lord. And the Lord calls out from the mountain. He descends on the mountain with smoke and fire. Somebody say fire. Fire. And he speaks to Moses. But he actually says at the beginning, I want to speak so all of my children can hear me and know me and follow me. But something unique happens is that the children of Israel become afraid. And they say, oh, Moses, we don't want to approach the mountain unless we die. You hear from God for us. They just abdicated, gave away their priestly assignment. They said, Moses, you hear from God for us, and you tell us what he says, and we'll do it. And God, in that moment, he actually relented, and he ministered to them through Moses, but that wasn't his highest plan. But how many people know that when Jesus came, he came with a purpose? And part of that purpose was to break every inferior plan. And he offers us again the place to come to his living fire, to hear from God for ourselves, that we would know him, obey him, and follow him. And we need the fire in our lives. And some Moments we need the flame. Oh, come on. How many people love the flame moments? <laughs> those moments that you remember, those moments that you have in your journal, those moments that you can think back against those moments 30 years ago, and you're like, oh, I remember that night when God touched me. 
Maybe it was a youth camp when you were young and like, oh, I went to the altar and the fire God fell on me. We love the fire moments. But, but the world is set on the deep burn. On the deep burn, we're going to take communion. Is it okay? Is it okay with you if we take communion? Is that all right? <laughs> I'm in the right place, am I not? <laughs> this is the church, the church of Jesus. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> It's always unnerving when you preach about the fire of God and it's just dead silence. <laughs> uh, listen. Jesus tells us in the Last Supper, when he pours out the wine and he breaks the bread, he says, do this in remembrance of me. This one who is the multifaceted one, the one who is all-consuming, the one who is more beautiful than all of creation put together, the one who has more gifts and more grace in his little finger than we could ever fathom. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. But he also says, whenever you gather together, and break this bread, do this in remembrance of me. I believe that Jesus gives that command every time you get together because he's so grand, we don't even have the capacity to remember all of his greatness in one city. But tonight I want to remember that he's the flame. And maybe you need a flame moment. Come on. Sandra could use a flame moment right now. And we just prayed and we just released the flame of God into her hospital room. And we just agree again. <laughs> As we agreed yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. So listen, if, she, if we get a text message from her five minutes from now saying she's up out of bed off the ventilator, praise God. That's a fire moment. But guess what? If that text doesn't come tonight, maybe it's going to come tomorrow night. Because we're going to keep praying. <laughs> and we're going to engage with the flame until it becomes that slow burn of faith that says, God, I know you have a plan that's greater than our plan. And we're going to take these elements. We take these elements tonight in remembrance of him. But I want you just to reflect for a moment on what you need in your life. Do you need a flame moment? Or do you need a slow burn? And where do you need it? Just take a moment. Just close your eyes and just reflect Jesus.
Father. Father, you're multifaceted. You know the prayers. You're omnipresent. You know the prayers of every saint at the same time. So, Father, I'm asking that as we partake in communion tonight, that you would come with your fire and you would come with your slow burn in every area. Father, that we're confessing that we need it tonight. So, Father, we take this, this wafer, this bread, this remembrance of your body. Father, we thank you that it was broken for us. That from your birth, you came with a purpose. The purpose was fulfilled in your, in your breaking. God, let the slow burn come, Father, as we partake in your body. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus, we thank you for your blood that was poured out, that cleansed us from every sin. Father, that paid the price for our reconciling. Father, let the fire come again. The fire come again. Dylan, can you just come? Any of the team? Just take that. Just close us out with a song. Father, we thank you for the fire, God. Thank you for the fire. We thank you that it was in the blood. Father, it's never stopped burning. You're all consuming, Father. We say consume us again. Does anybody want to declare that, confess that, announce that with me, that we need him to consume us again? But make it personal. Jesus, I need you to consume me again. Consume me again, Father. Yeah, Father, we receive your blood in remembrance that you are the all-consuming fire. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Listen, if you want, if you want Jesus the fire of God, to touch you in a new way in this season. Whether you need a fire moment or you need him to rekindle, to fan into flames, to rekindle that slow burn in an area of your life, I just want you to stand to your feet tonight. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to put, I'm going to ask you to put your hand on your heart, but be careful, it's loaded. And you may never recover from this prayer. That's my hope and my prayer. And then uh, the team's just going to end with a song, but I'm going to pray. I'm going to release you. You're released to go. You're released to just uh, stay and hang in the worship if you want to let this fire just go deep in you tonight. <clears throat> but again, 
we bless you. We bless you as you move into a new year and a new season. We bless your household. We bless your family. We bless you with increase. We bless you with prosperity. We say Merry Christmas from our house to yours and Happy New Year. But now with your hand on your heart, let me pray. Father, I thank you that you are an all-consuming fire. I thank you that it's in the blood and it's in the body that we just partook of, God. So, Father, those people who need flame moments, God, let them come. I declare flame moments over bank accounts right now in Jesus' name. And I didn't intend to pray that. That prophetically dropped in right now. Listen, if that's you, God is speaking. I declare flame moments over bank accounts right now in Jesus' name. Flame moments right now over, over uh, healing, over relationships. I declare flame moments of breakthrough, Father, over jobs right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I also thank you for the slow burn anointing, Father coming in areas, areas that we've prayed for but need to keep on praying, areas that we've contended for but need to keep on believing with fresh faith. Father, I thank you for the slow, oh, come on, oh, let it happen. Well, oh, the Holy Spirit is wild. He's untamed, but he's also a gentleman. He's only going to come in if you let him in. So, Father, I thank you right now fire of god come let the slow burn set in again because we didn't come to do a christian club we came to turn the world upside down just like you our big brother our example our high priest father i bless the slow burn father in jesus name thank you lord and everyone said amen amen come on let's give the lord a hand tonight as we thank him. Come on. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.